from the Diocese of Gallup. Welcome to Crozier Cast. I am Director of Communication Suzanne Hammonds. And as always with me this morning is your host, Bishop James Wall. Bishop Wall, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, Suzanne. How are you? Great. A little so, cold, but I'm okay. Yeah, it's all right. Um, it's that time of year. So. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, you know, I grew up in Phoenix, and so you know, when it gets to 50 degrees, that's just freezing for me. So when you go outside and it's about 2 or 3, I just want to run back in the, the house and climb under the, the covers. And people may not realize we are in the high desert, which means at this elevation we are actually higher than Denver. So 6,600 feet. Many, that's, that's, uh, when I talk to people around the United States, uh, it snows everywhere in our diocese. So it's cold everywhere. According to me, it's cold everywhere in our diocese. And so they'll talk to me about, oh, it's warm there. And I, and I look at them like, absolutely not. No, not at all. <laughs> and, and, and growing up in Arizona, Phoenix area in particular, I actually am one of the strange people that like the summer in Phoenix. And I just, I just soak in the rays. I, 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 the six siblings, there are two or the, yeah, in my family, there are two of us. Uh, myself and my youngest sister that like the heat, and uh, we die in the winter, <laughs> even in Phoenix. <laughs> so, yep, it's that time of year. Um, speaking of which, we are going to talk today about the Christmas season. So, uh, we earlier we talked about Advent, and I don't know how many <clears throat> people are familiar, but uh, Christmas is not over after Christmas Day. Yeah, so I think what you, you said perfectly, we're going to talk about the Christmas season. Because what happens, I think, in our culture, in our society, it's not necessarily bad, because we know the whole, the whole purpose um, of Christmas, uh, the birth of our Savior. But what happens is the day after uh, Thanksgiving, we automatically begin the Christmas season. But that's not necessarily true, because uh, the day after Thanksgiving, we usually have a few, week, a few days, and then we roll into the Advent season, which we've already talked about a, a couple episodes ago. And then we, we roll into um, a, a celebration of a day, Christmas Day, that's the, where we celebrate the birth of our Savior. And then we, we roll into the Christmas season. So our, our world says we go day after Thanksgiving, or, or our society, our culture, Christmas season. The day after Christmas, we go gear up to New Year's. When we go to New Year's, then we just kind of forget all those things. But when we say it, Christmas is a day, but then Christmas is also a season. And so we, we continue to celebrate uh, Christmas. So I think it's good we maybe talk about some of those days and how important they are. Well, is that where the, the song, uh, 12 Days of Christmas, is that where yeah. it kind of refers to? Yep. Yeah, that's what it refers to. So. Yeah, we usually sing that before <laughs> Christmas uh, yes. rather than probably when we should sing it. Yeah, yeah back in the day when, you know... Uh, Five golden rings and three French hens wasn't too much to give to someone. Sure, and we'll sing like uh, Good King Wenceslas. Yeah. And uh, but it, you know what does he do? He looks out on the feast of Stephen. That's the day after Christmas, within the octave of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So probably if we want to sing that liturgically correct, we would do that the day after Christmas. Yeah. Uh, octave. So let's touch on that. What does that refer to? So octave means eight days, right? We have uh, eight days of Christmas, and. Um, we, uh, the octave starts, we start counting those eight days, uh, the day after Christmas on the Feast of Stephen. And so um, we do that for, for pretty much a whole week, moves us up to uh, the eighth day of Christmas, which is the Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, which most people call New Year's Day. 
what we in the, in the business of the church refer to it as Mary Mother God, also the World Day for Peace. Perfect. And then moving on from that, we have, um, or I'm sorry, actually, and this time it's before that, so the Holy Family, I think, is December 30th. It's the day before. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it ends up our, on, the, on that Sunday uh, before where we celebrate uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And I think what that does is it gives us a great opportunity uh, to talk about um, how families or who families to look to uh, in order to model and we look at the, the Holy Family, and really what makes the Holy Family so holy is the presence of Jesus, right? He's truly God, truly man. Who is holy alone but God? And so all families should seek God to remain at the center of their life, should seek Christ to remain at the center of their life so that they can too be holy, they can grow in holiness. And we'll never stop really growing in holiness uh, until we take our last, last breath, right? Yeah. And come into the kingdom. So um, the, the Holy Family, uh, one of the things I like to talk about is what I just said, you know, modeling our families after the Holy Family. But also it's a great day to talk about vocations, whether it's vocation to the priesthood, consecrated life, um, or to, to marriage, that we can, um, we know that uh, good, strong vocations generally come out of good, strong family, uh, families where the faith was modeled uh, to the children when they grew up. And then kind of taking a broad overview here, too, it concludes with uh, Epiphany, correct? It actually uh, concludes with the baptism of our Lord. So we look at the Epiphany, and we, we celebrate the, the arrival of the three kings. That's and uh, a lot of times people, you know, when we set up our, our nativity, we do a few things with it. A lot of times we'll set up a nativity if we have a movable baby Jesus. Some aren't movable. Uh, if we have a movable baby Jesus... We don't bring the baby Jesus out until the nativity, uh, the night before the, the night of Christmas. Or, um, and so, um, so we, we are able to put him out. And then we don't bring the kings out either. And we, a lot of times people will do is they'll have them travel around their house. They'll start in, in different places. Maybe uh, more of the secular is the elf on the shelf, but uh, the, more of the holy and the true reason for the season is... Uh, the, um, they'll have the kings travel around their house and get closer and closer and closer, and then they arrive on the nativity, which is a, a beautiful celebration. And also an, an acknowledgement of uh, the world um, acknowledging who Jesus is. You know, he came not just for a particular person, but he came for all people, so that all people might come to know salvation, which God desires for us. Right. Yeah, because I guess it is kind of a common misconception um, that the three kings were there present on the, the day of Christ's birth. Yeah, but if we look to the scriptures, they came later. And, uh, and that's, that's why we, we celebrate that, uh, that epiphany, that manifestation of Jesus as Savior to the world. And the, the three kings are the ones who acknowledge that. Right. Okay, and then you also mentioned uh, St. Stephen's Day. So could you talk a little bit about that? What is St. Stephen's Day? St. Stephen's Day is, is the day after Christmas, and that's where we say what oh, good King Wenceslas looked out on the Feast of Stephen, meaning that would have been the first day of the octave, the day after Christmas. So that would be a, a very holy day. Anything within the octave is a very holy day, and it really does continue to focus our attention on the birth of our Savior. In our diocese, one of the parishes that celebrates uh, the Feast of Stephen is um, Akama up at Sky City, which is the oldest church in our diocese. And they celebrate that by 
uh, days of dancing, um, or feast days for them, up at the at the Acoma Pueblo, and they do much of the dancing. I believe um, takes place within the church, an old church built in 1629. There's not not many places in the United States that can say one of their churches was built in 1629, and so the Acoma people uh, celebrate their feast day by having dances and and continuing to celebrate Christmas, but also celebrating the feast of their patron, St. Stephen the Martyr. Excellent. And, um, yeah, so who was St. Stephen? Wasn't he the first deacon? And he was the first martyr. Right. First martyr giving witness to our Lord um, through his death. And we also know in that that uh, Saul was there, right? Because they talk about laying their cloaks at the feet of, one, of someone who was there, and it was Saul. And we know that to be St. Paul. So he was there. Uh, witnessed the first martyr. Uh, he was stoned to death. They gave a beautiful, beautiful witness uh, uh, to the presence of Christ. Now, he was in his own life, but also how he was needed by all people to come to know salvation. So yeah, the St. Stephen's Day is a, a very in, important day, and it's a continuation of Christmas. We don't want to let that pass by. Never want to let a liturgical season pass by. But uh, the day after, the second day would be uh, the Feast of St. John the Evangelist. And we know John the Evangelist as being the human author of the Gospel according to John. And uh, that's my middle name is is uh, Sean, which is Gaelic for John. So that's one of my patron days. So I, I really enjoy that. And it's also one of the days that my nephew was born. So it's a special day for me. So since this is part of the Christmas season, what are some good ways to celebrate it? Well, I think one of the best ways to celebrate is maybe to continue some of the practices that we began in Advent. Increased prayer, praying the rosary, maybe daily going to Mass, or maybe going to Mass once a week, uh, you know, in the middle of the week. And I think that's one of the things that we can continue that on. But always keeping before us that Christmas just wasn't simply a day, but it's a season too. And so we continue to celebrate it. People joke all the time that, you know, in their, their birthday month, I was born in October, and I always talk about this is my birthday month, and uh, it, rather than just a simple birthday. And that's a joke. I mean, well, I was going to joke about that. But our Lord's birth, it really is. I mean, it really is. It's a birthday month. It's a birthday season. Um, we really focus on that every day of the year. We, we focus on it, but we really make it special during the Christmas day and then the octave of, of Christmas. So maybe to continue some of those practices that we begin in Advent, to let them roll through and hopefully roll into the ordinary time and to the rest of the year. So that's one of the things that we can do. Um, some people, you know, will give gifts on the Epiphany. So you give gifts on Christmas Day, but you also give gifts on the Epiphany because we think about what the wise men did, the three kings. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh to our Lord, which acknowledges Him for who He is and what he will do, right? Sacrifice his life. And so some people will, will give maybe, wait until that day to give gifts, or they'll give small gifts on the Epiphany. It, it's interesting that we use the word uh, celebrate too, because maybe for those who only come to Mass once or twice a year, one of those days is Christmas, which is great. It's great that they come to Mass on that day. Uh, I don't know that for a lot of them, they'd associate celebration with more prayer, like the Rosary and Mass. So, you know, it's kind of, it takes a little bit of getting used to for some of the concept of celebrating with more It prayer. does, it does. But it is, you know, prayer is our lifeline to our Lord. 
And uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of a basic definition, I think, comes from St. Therese, where she said that, you know, prayer is the action of raising our hearts and our minds to God. And so that is a celebration, right? Uh, to, to raise our hearts and our, our minds to, to God, to our, to our Maker, our Creator. And that's not simply an obligation, but that's something we get to do. And I, even I would maybe back up a little bit. I know people um, are maybe, this is a little difficult year because the fourth Sunday of Advent is, um, is you know, we celebrate it on the Saturday evening and then we celebrate it on um, the Sunday morning. But that night, we roll into Christmas. And so a lot of people, or some people, might complain that they have to go to church on two days. But I would say the opposite. I said, you get to go to church on two days. And you really get to celebrate uh, who our loving God is, right? We prepare for his birth, and then we celebrate his birth. So we get to do those things. I think it's especially true here in America where we have this you know, wonderful tradition of religious freedom in the United States. And we t often take it for granted how much of a privilege we have to go sure. anytime we want. Whereas many, many people in the world who do celebrate Christmas don't have that privilege. They don't, or they have to be underground about it. Some countries, are, they're not permitted. Even countries that we have good relationships with, they're not permitted to openly practice their faith. Or if they do have a church, they're not permitted to have any sort of um, outward symbols that might say this is a church. And um, so that's, that's really sad. So I think that's one of the things, too. We can pray for persecuted Christians in other countries that don't get to do that, don't, don't have that, that, just that blessing to be able to celebrate their faith. So we can pray for perseverance for them. We can pray that their laws will change, where the religious freedom is respected. Yeah, I think that's something that's very good to do. That's a gift that we can give. We can give the gift of our prayers. Yeah. So are there any things um, that you think would be good for Catholics to keep in mind as they go through the Christmas season? Well, you know, I had a, a beautiful little quote that I read from Pope Francis where he said, Christmas isn't just a temporal celebration or the memory of a beautiful event. Christmas is more. Christmas is an encounter. And the encounter is with the living Christ. So that, I think that's, that's one of the keys uh, to that, to not forget. Um, one of the little practices that we've just started in my family is that we, um, we have a, a creche and we have kind of hay or straw on it and, and then we have a baby Jesus. And before all the presents are opened on Christmas night, that's kind of our big celebration because as you might imagine, I'm a little busy on Christmas <laughs> Eve and Christmas morning. And so our big family celebration is Christmas Eve. And so before we open any gift um, this year, one of the youngest who's old enough to do this now, he'll bring in the baby Jesus. I'll read the, 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 the birth of our Lord, the narrative in Luke's gospel. And then he'll place the baby Jesus in the crib. And then after that, because we reflect on the greatest gift of all, after that then we can open other gifts. But it really... I think it kind of sets the tone. Um, and then my family, I guess it, it, it's, that's one of the benefits of having a, a priest or a bishop in your family. <laughs> the actually very first thing we do in the afternoon is I celebrate Mass for my family. Um, so they don't go to, to Mass at the local parish. I should probably take up a collection on that day. <laughs> but uh, I have, that's, that's maybe a good idea. I might do that this year. Very nice. Um, 
And what are some other reflections that you might have for us around things like, uh, you mentioned the Holy Family already, but um, any other specific days during the Christmas season? Sure. Well, it, there is the, the one day, um, and it's the Feast of Mary, Mother of God. As I said, people call that New Year's Day, but that's the Feast of Mary, Mother of God, and the um, uh, World Day for Peace. So I think one of the things that we want to do is to realize the very important role that she plays in our life because we know that our Lord gave her to us. The scriptures say uh, to the beloved disciple who was at the foot of the cross, we know that to be St. John, but we can also place ourselves knowing that we are beloved of God so we can identify with being the beloved disciple. And the scriptures say that our Lord looks at the beloved disciple and says, behold your mother and looks at her and says, Behold your son. And so at that moment, he gave her uh, to us, to all of us. And so um, New Year's Day, uh, take advantage of that day. Because on, on New Year's Day, what we do is we, we honor her for, for who she is. Uh, she's um, the mother of God, a Theotokos, the God-bearer, but she's also our mother as well. Um, so that's one of the things that we want to uh, uh, to remember, a special, a special, special day. And then the last day of the Christmas season is the baptism of the Lord. And we know at the baptism of the Lord, our Lord begins his public ministry. And so on that day, what we do is recall our Lord's baptism, which makes the waters holy. He's not baptized uh, forgiveness of sins because he has no sin. Uh, he's a man like us in all things but sin. So through his actions, he makes the waters holy. And we want to imitate the action of Christ by being baptized. And then we, re we recall our own baptism where we're made new creations of Christ. The stain of original sin is wiped away. And we're able to cry out, Abba, Father, by virtue of our baptism. And something you said a little earlier gave me an idea. For you So uh, being you know the feast day of Mary is on the, the first, do you have any advice for people who like to make New Year's resolutions, any guidance on that? Because it's kind of it's kind of a secular process, but um, I mean, it could it could there could be a lot of ties into just self improvement and uh, turning back to God. It's a good life. thing. It's a good thing, and I think if we want to approach it from a spiritual point of view, what we can do is say, you know, I'm going to concentrate a little more in my prayer life. I'm going to be a little more charitable. I'm going to be kinder to people. You know, those are things that we can do. We can. Those are really good. Um, you know, New Year's resolutions that we make. I'm not gonna eat this food. Many of us kinda you know, after the after the, the Christmas season, you know, we've we've kind of gorged ourselves or eaten lots of things that aren't too good for us. And so maybe we want to be a little more mindful of our own personal health. But in our podcast about uh, charity and giving, you mentioned also that you don't you know, we don't have to go um, try to save the world. You can start small. So would that be something yeah. that you'd keep in mind for resolutions as sure, well? Sure, I think so too, because yeah, we're gonna we're gonna serve people who need us, especially the poorest of the poor. I think that's a great uh, New Year's resolution. That's something we want to do all the time, and maybe New Year's and under the intercession of Our Lady, maybe that's the day when we start that. Mm -hmm. um, was there were there any other particular reflections that you've been thinking about lately? Or well, I you know I had a, a beautiful little quote from C.S. Lewis, the ever quotable C.S. Lewis. One year, my brother and sister-in-law actually gave me a book on the quotes of C.S. Lewis, which is awesome. But he, he said concerning Christmas, he said, The Son of God became a man to enable men to be sons of God. And so he came into the world 
to enable us to be sons of God. As I think it's a beautiful quote and, and to, uh, to reflect upon that. And then one of the other quotes too, and I think this is really hard, especially this time, because when our Lord is born in the manger, that wooden, that wooden crib, right, the crash, uh, we see this beautiful little child, but we know the purpose for this beautiful child being born into the world is that he would exchange uh, the wood of the crash for the wood of the cross. He came into the world to suffer, to die, and to rise in order that he might offer us forgiveness of sins and a gift of eternal life. And so we know that's his mission of coming into the world, to reconcile us back to God. And so that's one of maybe the little frictions. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, maybe. <laughs> but uh, that's something we want to think about throughout the year. We think about his birth throughout the year. We think about his, his paschal mystery throughout the year. We think of all the amazing things that he did for us. Excellent. Um, and of course, there's another resolution if you've never read a book by C.S. Lewis. It's a great place to start. So he has quite a few. I love The yeah. Great Divorce. I've read it and listened to it. And uh, it's great. It's a, a beautiful book. Screwtape Letters is a good one. It is. And a fun fact about that, if, if anyone's ever read Calvin and Hobbes, um, the fantastic comic strip, the, the Calvin's teacher, Mrs. Wormwood, is named for the devil in C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters. It's a nice little tie-in there. That is. That is. <laughs> my, probably, if I'm going to say my favorite, is Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I, I really have read through it twice, and I just absolutely love it. When he wrote a space trilogy, and, and now that we're talking about this, we should maybe, we should do a whole episode on just C.S. Lewis and other authors. But yeah, good good one to start with if you need a resolution. Especially around this time, everybody's going gaga over the, uh, the, the recent Star Wars movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if you can fit, how much pop culture you can fit into your, uh, into your day, so... All right, um, any other final reflections you want to leave us with? Don't let the season pass by. Really celebrate it. Christmas is a day, but it's not simply a day. It's a Christmas season, too. So, you know, dive into it and really celebrate it with your family, your friends, complete strangers. We want to grow in our love, appreciation, and gratitude for the greatest gift of all, the, the gift of the Son. All right. Thanks, Bishop Wall. And um, to all of our listeners, we hope you have a fantastic Christmas season.